Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews there anytime at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you that I do a companion podcast to this, except instead of brand new films that are out in theaters, I do films of the 1980s. Check out ATWmovies.com and you'll find out more details about around the world in 80s movies. Today we're going to be looking at the latest film from Denzel Washington. It is a follow-up to his film The Equalizer from 2014, of course called The Equalizer 2. It's an R-rated film because of brutal violence throughout language and some drug content. It stars, of course, as I mentioned, Denzel Washington, along with Melissa Leo, Pedro Pascal, Bill Pullman, Ashton Sanders, Orson Bean is in here as well. The director is Antoine Fuqua, and the screenplay is credited to Richard Wank. The Equalizer here bringing back Denzel with Fuqua, who directed the first film, and screenwriter Richard Wank, who also scripted the first film. He's continuing on the further adventures to save the good people of the community, the city, the country, and the world here from the users and abusers out to prey on the innocent. Washington stars as ex-Black Ops specialist Robert McCall. He's working as a Lyft driver after taking on a new home in Boston. He hears people's sad stories and then takes action on those stories by helping the powerless prey out of their particular pickles by using deadly force. An old friend from his CIA days, Susan Plummer, played by Melissa Leo, she becomes one of those victims while she's on assignment in Brussels, and that leads McCall to take action yet again on the world stage in Belgium and beyond. Although this is technically a follow-up to the 2014 film The Equalizer, which itself had been a reboot of a popular TV show on CBS in the mid to late 1980s, this one doesn't really require having seen that film in order to understand exactly what's going on. Outside of the main character with a murky past in covert operations for the CIA, in order to explain his training as a highly skilled assassin and spy, there's not really much depth to the character here at all. Although Denzel Washington does offer plenty of nuance to dive into from an acting standpoint to make it seem like he's a much deeper character than movies like this usually afford. Now, for Denzel, a man who made his debut in feature films in 1981 with a comedy called Carbon Copy, he's finally made a film worthy of that title. This ends up being the very first time in his nearly 40-year career that he's made a follow-up to one of his own films. All of what we see in this movie feeds into our fears that the world is unfair and that the powerful continue to prey upon the meek, often without justice served, and that desire that we all have that someone somewhere should do something about all of that tragedy. Wish fulfillment is the name of the game with this property. McCall represents the vigilante archetype, only with a lot more penchant for exacting bone-crushing and eye-gouging violence to sate our desire to see those who make others suffer get their just desserts in the end. The film does contain enough action to qualify as an action movie genre, but The Equalizer 2 really does contain a bit more moments of drama this time out, to the point where those who are seeking a lot of punch in their punch fests may begin to grow impatient with it. Between McCall taking on some Turkish thugs committing a kidnapping in the opening sequence, and then later assisting a Holocaust survivor trying to track down the long-lost painting belonging to his sister, and then paternally helping a wayward teenager with a talent for art to get his life on track, rather than run with gangs and making easy money, 
You know, this has a share of slow moments and secondary story threads that are going to remind you of watching the scenes normally found in the deleted scene section of many Blu-ray releases of your other favorite films, but they all happen to be contained within this film. At two hours and one minute, as a result, it certainly could have been a tighter and more effective film, maybe with 20 minutes less, cutting out a lot of those extraneous side stories, but that would also excise some of the moments where Denzel Washington is delivering a pretty fine performance, at least for this kind of movie. So it's hard to come down definitively in this regard for that. I also think this film could have been better served offering a bit more sense of suspense. It plays as a thriller often, but it doesn't really feel that way because Fuqua tamps down on the setups to the tension in favor of prolonged sequences of smash mouth retribution. Once you get through that setup very quickly, and then we have a 20-minute sequence of Denzel kicking butt. Now, I'm not averse to seeing brutal action in films. I feel that it can work well if it is earned. And I truly loved Denzel in Man on Fire. That was a film that was even more violent than The Equalizer 2 in many regards. However, there are a few times in this film that I did feel like Antoine Fuqua maybe going a bit overboard in his arm snapping and the bloodletting bits of retribution, perhaps even reveling in the punishments inflicted on his targets. These scenes also extend far beyond satiety, even for those who revel along with Fuqua, especially given how redundant some of these moments are, not only from the first film, but sometimes they repeat beats within the very same scenes. So even for a film in which everyone's expecting a high kill count, it's the overkill count that sometimes threatens to make Equalizer 2 feel exploitative, despite its more noble ambitions thematically in other regards. So as far as a recommendation goes, I would say that if you enjoyed the first film, enough to watch it a second time, you're probably the kind of audience that's also going to appreciate the follow-up, even if it doesn't really offer much that's new because it delivers the goods that you're expecting and enjoyed, except with a few new characters and some new situations to delve into. But if you've already had your fill of seeing Denzel Washington do this sort of thing, not only in the first film, but in a number of other films that are very much similar to this, or you're just averse to seeing heaps of strong, violent acts altogether, you're probably going to find The Equalizer 2 has been too firmly set to someone else's frequency to fully enjoy. So I'm going to give The Equalizer 2 two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that it had the tools, it had the talent to do something that would be recommendable to most people, but it just falls short because I think in this particular case, it's just giving you more of the same that you saw in the first film and not really exploring into any areas that make it worth coming back to, unless you're just a huge fan of Denzel and really like what he did with The Equalizer, enough to feel like you wanna watch two more hours of the same scenes that you saw in the first film. It doesn't really push forward the story or his character arc or anything like that. It's just a film that is capitalizing on something that was popular enough to garner a sequel. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to seek me out. You can find my contact information at my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And if you get to go to the theaters to see The Equalizer 2 and you have the same take or something different to say, you can write to me. You can find my contact information on my website, quipster.net. Until next time, thanks everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 